0: Today I have Alan with me and Laura, and we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 5. If you go back to the end of chapter 4, you will see that Paul makes this incredible statement when he says, he was delivered over because of our transgressions. Jesus was brought to the cross, it was the will of the Father for the Messiah to go to the cross because of our sin, our transgressions. He was delivered over for our transgressions. But the last part of this statement is so powerful, and was raised because of our justification. Because we were justified through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, the grave could not hold down the Messiah. And he was raised for our justification. And because he is alive, we live. And our salvation is not a salvation that's in vain, that is based upon a man upon the cross, the Messiah upon the cross. He's alive. And because he lives, we live. And our salvation is alive and active within our hearts. And it is a salvation that is coming as well. And our eyes are upon him who is the author and perfecter of faith, our soon-coming king, our salvation that is now a reality within our lives is also a reality that he's coming again because he is alive. So we look with this understanding that we are justified. It's as if we have never sinned before. We are innocent before God. We are called holy. We're holy ones, which means saints. We are called saints by God. And we can stand before God, not in fear that's leading to slavery again, but we have a spirit of adoption whereby as children we cry out, Abba, Father. And when we get to Romans chapter 8, it's going to be so powerful when we see this relationship that we have with God because we have been justified. So chapter 5, we're going to look at the first 11 verses here today. The first 11 verses are focusing upon the reality of the results of our lives now being justified before God. And let's take it one verse at a time. Verse 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we know that we have been justified by faith in Christ, that we've always come to God by His grace through faith. We see that in chapter 4 in the life and in the demonstration of Abraham's life. So we have been justified by faith in Jesus Christ, and now we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the greatest signs, and one of the signs that even Israel, the Jewish people, Hang on to today about the Messiah. They say, when the Messiah comes, remember, as a nation, they rejected Jesus as the Messiah. But they will say, when the Messiah comes, he will bring peace. And when there is peace, we will know that he is the Messiah. In fact, in many ways, that's their only concept of the Messiah today. We know today, through the Messiah, by him going to the cross— By Him being a substitutional sacrifice, the Lamb of God, God's Lamb that is brought for our transgressions, and now that we are justified, He was raised for our justification, that now as the people of God, the wrath of God is not coming against our lives, but we're at peace with God. And so we do have peace. And when you look at God's salvation through Christ, it is always twofold in this understanding. We do have peace with God, and the peace of God is coming. I am saved, and my salvation is coming. I do stand complete, but there's a day we're going to stand face to face, and my completion is coming. The kingdom of God is now. The kingdom of God is coming. With all authority, I can say I'm at peace with God because I've been justified. And the world that has come to know him, Those that have faith in Christ, they can live with peace with God. They're no longer enemies of God, but they are at peace with God. Look at verse 2. Through whom also we obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. We stand in the grace of God. It's not just that we have been saved by grace, but we stand in the grace of God. And I get a picture here of us living day by day, standing in God's grace. Everything begins and ends with the grace of God. Everything begins and ends with God's mercy. Everything begins and ends with the forgiveness of God. And so when we look at this introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, it is something that is not just a one time event. Yes, we have come into the kingdom by his grace, but one of the results of our justification is that we stand in the grace of God. It is something that is with us every single day. And the rest of this verse says, And we exalt or we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So, as believers, because we have been justified, we rejoice and hope, we have hope, that one day God's glory will be revealed. And not only this, but we also rejoice or exult in our tribulations. And I want to stop there for a moment because in the church today, when we talk about the results of our justification, we love to talk about that we stand in God's grace, that we have peace with God. But how many times have we ever heard a message about one of the results of our justification is tribulation. And when we look back upon God's word, we see that this is a promise of the Messiah to his disciples. If you would read John chapter 15, we see this promise that He is the vine, we are the branches, and we are to abide in Him. And we see the connection between Christ and His disciples that if the world hated Him, they will hate us. If they persecuted Him, they will persecute us. And He has promised us tribulation. We see in the first letter, That was written chronologically in the New Covenant Scriptures, Jacob, James, where Jacob says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials and tribulations. If you look at Pauline theology, or I should say the writings of Paul, you will see this emphasis over and over again about suffering for the sake of the gospel, suffering for the sake of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so one of the results of our justification is that we rejoice in our tribulations. We will have tribulations. The more that we are about God's business, the more that we are focused on God's kingdom, the more that we are connected to the Lord, abiding in him, the more that the world will hate us and persecute us and come out of us. And what how do we respond in that? We rejoice. In our tribulations.
1: I think this is very unique to believers, because picture yourself outside of Christ going through trials and persecutions. You see people so angry, bitter, but the difference is the peace that we have with God, and our whole perspective is different.
0: Yes, and we understand also that this is not our focus, this life. Our focus is the kingdom of God. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God, that God's glory is coming. And so everything about our life is not about the temporal things, but about the eternal things of God. And when you have that perspective and when you're going through tribulations, which has been promised to us, that when we have that We rejoice. Just like Jacob says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials and tribulations. It's not something that should shake us, it is something that should strengthen our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason why we exist is to glorify God. I think it's very important for us not to run to tribulation, but to see how important tribulation and trials are in strengthening our faith. And so when we look at this, there's a process of what happens to the believer when they go through tribulation, and Paul's going to say this. Now remember, tribulation is one of the results of our justification before God, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proving character, and proving character hope. So there's a process as the believer is going through tribulation. Instead of being shaken and running away from God, we stand in the grace of God. We have the peace of God in the midst of tribulation, and that tribulation brings about perseverance within our lives that we're going to run the race, and we're not running 100 meters. We're running a marathon for God, and we're running to the very end. So perseverance is so important for us as the believers, and perseverance brings about proven character and proven character hope.
2: You know, thinking about tribulations and trials, too, perseverance also shows us how God can come through in those situations and brings, you know, glory to His name. And not only that, it strengthens us, and I think in the natural world, you know, God's creation, you see this played out in different principles. Like you take a tree, for instance, this little tree starts out as a little bitty sapling. It's got to go through some storms. It's got to go through winds. And if it survives those... It can grow. It can become a huge oak that's gone through this hurricane or whatever the big storm is. But it couldn't have done that if it didn't go through some of those earlier ones and get tested with the wind and the rain. If that happened, it would have just been a weed if it just stayed out there with no wind or anything, making it grow and be stronger. So I kind of look at that in our lives, that tribulations, yeah, they, they build that perseverance where you say... I've seen this in before in my life. The, the enemies tried to come at me with this and I saw God come through. So I know he's gonna make a way in this circumstance. And you get to have that build throughout your life as a Christian. And at the end of it you can look back and say, Wow, no matter what I went through, God brought me through it and I have a hope that I'm gonna see him and a hope for eternity to spend it with him. And and all of this means nothing that we're going through, you know, in this short eighty, hundred years, however however long you get.
0: Amen. It's the process that is so important at times, that as we're going through the process and tribulation that comes, and as we stand in God's grace, we get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then you get to the point, there's not much that really affects you even mentally in going through a tribulation, because you've seen the faithfulness of God through all of these different trials and tribulations and what it produces within us in this tribulation to perseverance, to proven character, and hope. And that hope really looks upon the eternal things. Our focus is not upon the temporal things, but the eternal things of God. And so we come to this hope, and hope does not disappoint, Paul says here. The temporal things of life— will disappoint. But our hope in God and the hope that lives with inside of us, that His glory is coming and the promises of God are true. And as we're focused upon the eternal things of God, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit that was given unto us. So, as believers, we have hope. Hope doesn't disappoint. Why? Because the love of God's been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that was given unto us. We have the Spirit of God within us, and God's love is inside of us. And as we are going through tribulations, which is one of the results of our justification, we can walk through it with the love of God. We can love those that are persecuting us. We can pray for those that are cursing us and bless those that are cursing and pray for those who are trying to destroy our lives, and we can love those who hate us. The love of God is within us, and so we love God, we love others, and we're walking in hope, and hope does not disappoint. Now let's look at the next three verses, verses 6 through 8, to see what type of love that God has poured out within our hearts, because this love is not the love of the world. It's a love that comes from the character of God. So in these verses, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would even dare to die. Now look at this statement. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is the love that's been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit. This is what God has done with inside of us. If we see how God loved us, how God forgave us, how God showed his mercy and his grace upon us, and now that love has been poured out within our hearts, then when we're walking through trials and tribulations and we see what the results of our justification is and all this persecution that is coming, we have the love of God within our hearts so we can forgive, we can love those who hate us, we can be people of mercy and people of forgiveness, forgiveness because of the character of God. So look at verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. Yet while we were yet sinners, not when we got our acts together, not when we became lovely in our actions and our attitudes and everything, but really when you see it in context of Romans chapter 1, while we were running away from God, God demonstrated his own love towards us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Messiah came, the will of the Father to bring forth His Son, to lay down His life for our transgressions, and to know that we are justified today. That's what's been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit that was given unto us. Yeah, and I heard it
2: said um, this way one time, but you know, you you take and in, saying the natural. If we were to just go on the street and just imagine the just a homeless person or somebody that pretty much deemed not useful to society. In essence, it would be us going to to that person and saying, I'm going to take you in. I'm going to give you everything that I have. I'm going to make you exactly equal with me, and I'm going to give to you and give to you. They can't give anything back, right? This person that's that's homeless can't give anything back to them. But that love that God had, he came and did the same thing for us. We were pretty much useless, worthless, separated from him. And he said, I'm going to come... And make you rule and reign with me because of my son Jesus, because I love you that much. It's kind of unfathomable to think about in the natural doing that, you know, going out and saying, here's everything I have, giving it to a homeless person that really isn't contributing anything to society at that time. But God did that for us, and we were even worse than not to use a homeless person in a negative light, but... You know, in essence, we were just—we didn't have anything without Him, and now He gave it to us because of His love. And that same love is in in our hearts, and that's incredible. And we can look at people now being in Christ, being a Christian, and say, you are worth something. You are valuable. I do care about you because Christ cares about you, and it's not me, Alan, caring. It's the love of Christ in me that cares about you.
0: Yes, and I I would add to that is— Not only in this analogy is he going and finding a homeless person, and we again, we don't want to see that necessarily in a bad context, but we're dealing with enemies of God, those that are rebelling against the character of God, the ways of God, who God had to release. Three times we see in Romans chapter 1, the releasing, giving over to their sinful desires. And so we're looking at people that are at... Conflict with God in his ways and his character. And so God is going after them with a spirit of adoption to bring forth salvation and to adopt into his family. Not that we're equal with God, but he's going after us to bring us into God's family, an adoption, a spirit of adoption as children, he's going to say in Romans 8 whereby we cry out, Abba, Father, that we're part of the family of God, adopted by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's even greater than just finding someone we do not know that's down on life and things of that nature. God demonstrates his own love for us. And while we were yet sinners, what is sin? Rebelling against God as we're fighting against God God has come to us through his son and he has redeemed us those that know him by his grace through faith and we stand in his grace and we're at peace with God and we have hope and we have tribulation and now the love of God has been poured out into our hearts and what type of love a love that the world does not know because you can find people that will go and help a helpless person but to find someone that is cursing you and is fighting against you and trying to destroy you and trying to kill you and trying to kill your ways and your character and everything that you were created to be coming against that. And now God is demonstrating his own love towards us. That's us doing those things. And while we were yet sinners, the Messiah died for us. So incredible when you see this spirit of adoption how we were brought into the family of God through Jesus Christ. That is the love that lives within our hearts as believers. That is a result of being justified before God. A person that has truly been forgiven by God and belongs to God cannot walk in hatred, cannot walk in unforgiveness, because the love of God is within our hearts.
1: It's also an eternal relationship, which is so beautiful, I have a friend who was a foster parent, and it was a difficult foster season, but fostering is usually temporary, but they worked through that relationship and loved that child so much. Now they've adopted her into their family, and this relationship is sealed until they go to be with the Lord and into eternity. It's just a precious understanding when you think of the eternal nature of the
0: adoption. Yes, not a temporal foster child context, we have been adopted as the sons and daughters of God into God's family. And uh, we're part of his family. And it's not something that's temporal, but it is something that is eternal. It's a great point. And let's continue the last three verses. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. So again, we're at peace With God. The wrath of God is not against our lives. If you go back to chapter 1, verse 18, the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. But now we have the peace of God. We are part of His family. We stand in His grace. We have hope. We have the love of God that's been poured out within our hearts, and we have been justified by His blood, and the wrath of God we have been saved from. The world has not been saved from the wrath of God. It is still under God's judgment. But we are not under the judgment of God. We are at peace with God. Verse 10, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. The salvation of God has come in Jesus' name. In fact, the name Jesus, Yeshua, Yahushua, Ye- means salvation. So we have been reconciled unto God. This is the result of our justification. Verse 11, and not only this, but we also rejoice or exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received. Present tense, we have now received the reconciliation. I have been reconciled back to God in right relationship with God. I have been justified, and you and I are ministers of reconciliation. Jesus came to redeem us, to purchase us, to reconcile us back in right relationship with God. And now we have been reconciled, and we have the ministry of reconciliation. Every believer— You don't have to be called unto that in the sense of a specific calling, but we as believers have a ministry of reconciliation. Why? Because we have been reconciled, now we minister reconciliation to others. So one of the results of our justification is this incredible understanding, I have been reconciled, you have been reconciled back to God through your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's look at these terms here, and we're closing. We have peace with God. We stand in the grace of God. We know that we have tribulation, but the tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance will produce proven character, and proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. Why does it not disappoint? Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit that was given to us. As believers that have been justified, we have the love of God. We have the Spirit of God within us. It's been poured out within our hearts. And we look at this type of love. Is not the love that the world would know that is a self-centered type of love. This is a love that reflects the character of God. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we must also understand the wrath of God is not against our lives anymore. We do not have a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but we have a spirit of adoption whereby as children we cry out, Abba, Father. The wrath of God is not against us. We fear God in the sense of respect, but we have access unto God, and we don't run away from God but we come to God with reverence and respect and honor as our Abba Father. And we understand that we have been reconciled back to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Son has reconciled us back to the Father, and we are in right relationship with God because of the cross and because of the empty tomb. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for this time of looking at just a little bit of chapter 5 and how powerful it is about what has happened in our lives because of our justification. Lord, let us understand it. Let it live within our hearts. Let us walk in victory. Lord, let us walk in humility all the days of our life and just boasting in you and boasting in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, walking in your love And not being shaken by tribulation, but standing strong in your grace. Lord, that is our prayer. And Lord, thank you for reconciling us. And thank you that the wrath of God is not against our lives. But Heavenly Father, we are at peace with you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you'd like to learn more about IGM or have any questions about this podcast, feel free to reach out to us at infointegritygm.com and connect with us on Instagram at IntegrityGlobal and Facebook at Integrity Global Missions. If you like our podcast, please share it and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.